Ladies, gentlemen, gender non-conforming, welcome back to another episode of In the Queen's Throne Room, the bitchiest podcast in this corner of the kingdom. I'm your host, Timmy, and a happy Marvel Month to you all. Yes, it is happening. We are doing an entire month dedicated to Marvel, particularly the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but also all Marvel characters, the comics, the big, big phenomenon that is Marvel, because I feel like it's the hottest topic right now. It's just, it's just been like, everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's doing their MCU rewatches, all that good stuff. Um, the biggest topic, of course, is uh, WandaVision, the new show that Marvel just came out with. Um, it's probably the first thing we've seen from Marvel since Far From Home was released back in 2019. And so like, that's almost two years. So it's just, it's crazy. Marvel's back. It's we we absolutely love to see it. And with WandaVision having um, at the time of this recording, having just ended yesterday, um, I thought it was time to kind of talk about it. I haven't seen too, too many podcasts do a big overview or whatever. So I thought this would be the perfect time to do a whole Marvel month, but also to talk about the reason why, which is. One division, one one division. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just um uh, put you through that, uh, my awful singing. Um, but um, to talk about one division and to kick this off, um, I have brought on uh, two friends to talk about it. Uh, first, we have returning from the Lost Boys episode. Uh, we have Erin. Erin, how's it going? Hi, it's nice to be back. It's been an it's, exciting day. It has crazy 36 hours. Friday just it shook the table. It really did. But I'm excited about um talking about this today because WandaVision's been a real treat. So I'm a hundred percent excited. Yes, and I'm excited to have you back in the throne room. You are always welcome. Thank you. Money, please. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> oh my god disaster but um also with erin we also have a new guest in the throne room a first timer here we have my lovely friend jordan jordan how's it going hi it's going great i'm excited to push the vision is hot agenda today so oh my god <laughs> i'm here i'm ready Oh my gosh, but like Wish Vision, there's so many versions we have. Listen, like, all of them, but like if I have to pick one, 1950s. Okay, valid. Um, I, I think if I'm going to go with one, it would probably be White Vision. Okay, like listen, White Vision, like hit different. The, there was just something, I don't know, the, I, have, I, I think everyone is kind of aware that I'm... I'm all for the evil boys like loki is my husband and that's just that like that's just that and then like in some weird way be um if he ever becomes um girl loki then he's my wife um mm -hmm. that there's just no changing it so like when when white vision steps into the scene i, I i'm like i feel seen like the the kevin phage <laughs> kevin phage was like th this is timmy rights we have to put in a bad boy like we're not gonna we're not bringing in mephisto or nightmare none of that um but we'll we'll give him white vision we'll give him white i'm vision. here for it i'm here yeah. love to see it yeah <laughs> and with that said i also should um 
kind of put in here that this will be a spoiler filled episode. Um, so if you haven't, um, we, we might have just spoiled a little bit. Um, but if you haven't um, seen up until the WandaVision finale, we are talking about all of WandaVision. So if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen anymore. We'll see you another day. But if you have, stick around because we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some WandaVision. All right. So to kind of um, preface this, um, WandaVision um, is the first of very many uh, MCU uh, Disney Plus series. Um, before this, uh, the MCU was predominantly in movies, uh, as we know. And they did have a few series. We had um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Did, did you guys watch either of those? I watched like a little bit of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like a little bit. I, I gave up on S.H.I.E.L.D. around like season three, but I did watch Agent Carter. And I tried Inhumans as well. And that was just straight up trash. Oh, I didn't even hear about Inhumans. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's very bad. Erin, uh, did yeah. you watch any of them? No, I haven't watched any of them. Okay, well, appara- well, I've heard it doesn't matter because they're technically not canon from what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, which, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate because I heard Agent Carter kind of started off pretty good and then kind of went downhill after, like, the second season. That That's what I heard. I, I, I yeah. can't attest no, to you're, it. No, you're right. <laughs> no, you're yeah, 100% I, right. Yeah, I, I heard, which it's unfortunate because I love Peggy and I feel like she didn't get a lot in the movies and i feel like a lot of people kind of look down on her just because of where the movies went in terms of um particularly uh steve's plot line and i think that like kind of sucks that uh that that's not like canon but um i mean it, it shows that now they're kind of taking it <laughs> a bit more seriously so it's really cool to see like what they're doing and i think wandavision uh, obviously, I think we all can agree that it's off to a really, really good start, which is <laughs> so nice. Um, but it, it's it's literally kicking off a whole new era of it, and it of these like little mini series to cover instead of um just the movies. Which I mean, we love the movies, but the thing is, we're home, and so to have a whole <laughs> set of um MCU Disney Plus series, it, it's it's so great. And um, so, yeah, just kind of wanted to do that. Um, basically, the storyline of WandaVision, for those of you who are, are still listening and like are curious, uh, basically, it's kind of a uh, gosh, I, I feel like this is a hard one to explain like to people that that aren't like MCU fans. Yeah. Um, be, because it's basically like it's set after um at this point in the mcu it's set after endgame which is um when basically most of the original avengers were killed off so we're kind of in a new thing and like there's a lot of trauma like a lot of people were killed um in that process and one character in particular kind of suffered the most and that's wanda maximoff who um is also known in the comics as the scarlet witch and uh she basically like in the course of the mcu she's lost her brother um before that she lost her family she was used as a weapon by hydra and she 
also um kind of fell in love with uh the Jarvis Mindstone combination sentient being um that is uh the vision or vision or viz as daddy vision you know uh all the things that we were talking about earlier and this like it kind of documents um like this perfect light that WandaVision kind of documents um the life after Endgame which is kind of confusing because he dies uh in Infinity War which is like the first half of Endgame essentially and like it was supposed to be like Infinity War part one Infinity War part two but instead they did Infinity War and Endgame and it's documented through them like through classic sitcoms and that and you kind of discover as um the show goes on that there's a lot more to it and what Wanda's doing. It's basically kind of the whole show turns out to be a way that she has um uh she's using these perfect sitcom family life to deal with her grief. And it, it's it's re- it, it's really cool. It, it's definitely something I've never seen before. Um so but that but that's WandaVision. So um, before it actually came out, we didn't actually know a lot about it when there was lead up. Like they announced it, but like they didn't. They just said we're doing want a a series called Wandavision, and didn't know about it. So I thought to start off um this discussion, I would ask um Aaron and Jordan like, what were you guys thinking when uh Wandavision was announced and like the lead up? Like what like what was going through your head? Like what were you thinking we were gonna get with this? It's like so hard to say because it was such a vague um, thing at first, I feel like. And I was just excited because I love Wanda. Um, She was one Mm -hmm. of my favorite characters before. Um, So it was really exciting to get to see her more and see her in, you know, a more leading role and not just like a side character, even though she's incredibly powerful. Um, but it was really like, I, I had no idea what we were in for. Like, even with the trailer, I was like, is this just Mm going to be like sitcoms through the ages? Like, are they going to be time traveling? I was very confused and it was definitely not what we got was what I was expecting. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was, I, okay. I used to read X-Men comics like in college. I don't really (laughs) read comics anymore. But I remember like really loving Wanda and Vision. And then I was so upset when they were introduced in the movies because like I felt like they didn't give them anything to do. And in the movies, like they just their relationship just didn't feel as compelling as I remember it being. So I was really excited when they announced the show because I was like, oh, thank God, like maybe we can actually dive into these characters more because like Wanda is such a good character. And I think her and Vision's dynamic is so interesting, especially with the added layer in the MCU of like part of her powers coming from the Mind Stone and him being powered by the Mind Stone. So I was really excited. And then when I read the concept and then saw the first sneak peek, I was like, I'm all in. I love old sitcoms, like whatever this is, it's gonna be weird. And I'm so excited to see like something different for Marvel. Yeah, that was my thought process because I felt like similarly, like I really liked Wanda, but I didn't care too much for Vision. I think that was the problem with then. I feel like 
Vision was introduced in what I think is arguably one of the worst Marvel movies, and that's Age of Ultron. And mm-hmm. yeah, and he just like didn't interest me. And then he he has like a pretty significant role in Civil War, which I really loved. Um, I still really love for very sentimental reasons. Um, but like I can understand why people have kind of looked at it and been like, mm, maybe this wasn't done like the most amazing. Which I mean, it's a tricky concept. Uh, that film, but I I feel like Vision like came off even worse in that movie, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And so like I just didn't like get them. I I think they kind of they slow, like kind of amended it for me in uh, uh Infinity War a bit, but like that that's unfortunate. It took that long. So, um, but I really loved Wanda, and I really kind of liked yeah. how she has been like kind of a hot topic throughout the entire MCU and really well loved, but also like uh, be- because the MCU, like at the beginning, like just didn't seem to highlight its female characters enough. That <laughs> no, I, no. Uh, I mean, uh, I know Aaron's a huge Natasha fan and she just like the writing, like, I, I don't even want to go into it, but like no. <laughs> she I, I feel like they just um what's the word? Uh I, I, I feel like we, we just we, we didn't get like the female representation that we need because like they they were always again like Jordan said, like always side characters and things like that. So I was really excited for this. And then when I heard it was like classic sitcoms, I'm like, that's me because I grew up watching like Gilligan's Island, um, mm-hmm. I Love Lucy, Bewitched, um, excuse me, like classic sitcoms. So like I'm very familiar and I love just like retro stuff. And so I was just like really excited to see like what they were going to do with it um, from there. And um, like the, I remember when like they dropped that trailer, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And the trailer even like revealed a lot like that. Like it's like, Oh, it's not exactly what you think. And so I was even intrigued Mm -hmm. more. So I just love that. I also love that like people in their confusion, like I I was confused obviously, but the confusion had me interested, but then there were all these um, little incels that, (laughs) that turned around and were like, this is going to be absolute shit. And I and mm-hmm. and so that fueled me even more. And I'm like, I'm gonna stand this so hard. Like that this is mm-hmm. this is like that's this is like that that happens to me so often. Like I remember I wasn't like originally a huge fan of um just like going a little off topic of um Billie Eilish's HHN house, but because people were saying like all this misogynistic crap about her in the HHN community, I ended up becoming like its biggest defender because I was like, <laughs> like no, I like it even harder. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's like I might not not be the biggest Billie Eilish fan, but if y'all are going to act this way, I will be the biggest Billie Eilish fan because (laughs) I cannot wait to see your faces when it turns out to be really good. And that's exactly. Yeah. Oh, mm. that's another episode for another day. Um, (laughs) Seriously. Oh, my God. But I I was excited. I was very excited to see 
what was going to happen because it was very clear. They were like, we're going to leave you in the dark. Like, that's how it's going to be for this. And just like, and I mean, we had so much time for it to stew because they were like holding off on announcements for a really long time because this was supposed to be, it was supposed to go far from home. And then, um, I think we're supposed to get Black Widow at that point. I I, I literally <laughs> forget when we were supposed to get Black and then Widow. We're supposed to get Black Widow, and then I believe Eternals, and then WandaVision. Yes. Yep. 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 So. Yeah. So, so it, it's definitely come like well, it's not come early. It's come on time, but um, I know it was delayed a little, but not like significantly um compared to some uh. <laughs> Which um I we might get into that later, um, <laughs> but I I just think like it, it was just so cool how they marketed it, and I think it lent itself well to what we ended up getting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, obviously, eventually, like as we said, we got Wandavision, and it really kind of shook the table. But um, one thing that really bother me and i really want to talk about it was so first off like um we're we're living in a generation that is kind of getting used to the netflix and hulu type of tv watching which is you get the entire season in one day and so people will watch uh, an entire season of say like stranger things or sex education or the Handmaid's Tale, like in one day, like that. That's how it is. We, there's not really uh, shows that like are in like syndication where you get it um, once a week. And WandaVision went back to that uh, type of thing. And they also did like a really strange type of drop, which I, I think it made sense. And I was glad like they did it was they dropped two episodes at once. And it like the first episode it goes right into it with um the 50s episode which was um very i love lucy and uh dick van dyke show and so it's like very like you're very thrown into it but um and uh the same happens with the 60s episode which is very bewitched style uh i I forget what the other show i think i think people said i dream a genie was kind of referenced Mm -hmm. in that one um and uh people did not like it um mostly men uh but (laughs) so like um i don't know like i kind of want to like try to be objective about this discussion but like uh because people just like i I mean this even continued into the third episode where um it did um actually go at the end of that episode went back um to the old uh mcu style of uh the um the framing which is a really was a really cool aspect of the show was like we were watching it in normal like if we put this on uh like an old tv from like the 50s or 60s it would look exactly like it did in the 50s and 60s because it was in that type of square and then uh whenever it goes out and like is like we're in the real world we're not watching wandavision um it went into the mcu type of framing um but i basically wanted to ask like what what did you guys like feel about those first few episodes like and looking back on it as well like 
did you think like it, it's it still was like effective in a way? I love those first two episodes because I'm kind of like you. Like I've seen a lot of old sitcoms. Like I love the Dick Van Dyke show specifically, and it's so clear that that was one of the biggest influences for that first episode. Uh, oh, I yeah. think that's just. I think that people, and this is something I'm sure we'll get into later. Like it's all about expectation, and I think everybody built up a certain expectation about WandaVision. And if you're not like a fan of those old sitcoms, like I can definitely see why the first two episodes like might not draw you in as much. Or if like you weren't expecting the show to be like that for full episodes. But I think that since that's exactly what I was expecting, I love those first two episodes. Like they just fill me with so much nostalgia and I think they're just so done so well. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like it just I was excited for the aspect of the show, so it didn't throw me off. I I'm just shocked that people like got upset with that because like it, it was very clear that 75% of the show was going to be watching Wanda and Vision interact in these various decades. Like they literally in the trailers, they showed us like, everything up to the 90s like the only thing we didn't really get to see was like the 2000s um because that that very much like melded right into the the mcu like that that episode's like very much like no longer meta like we know what's going on um but it i it was just like i, I was like i'm like why isn't like people like embracing this like using this as a moment to be like maybe i want to watch these shows and understand the humor and they were just it was so well done like everything about it was so specific from how like uh elizabeth olsen carried herself and um so did like paul mm -hmm. bettany like be because there's a specific way that um, the housewives of like the 50s and 60s, like showing those TV shows, like carried themselves, like how they dressed themselves, um, how like the audio was, like they even like played into that. It was just, I, I, I just, I don't know how you can go into the show and not and not expect that. Like even with like the, like the mystery that they clearly were like putting in there. Like I, I don't know how you couldn't, um, like just like be, be disappointed by that at that point, especially if you were prepared to watch this show. Yeah. And I think for me, like I'm not a huge fan of older sitcoms like in that era, but um, I had been feeling a lot of like very real um, MCU fatigue before yeah. this. And I was just kind of like done with it because like as of in game, my favorite characters, two of my favorite characters are dead. One of them is old and not participating anymore. So um, it was really just like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Even though I knew like Wanda was like one of my favorites. Um, I was still kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's whatever. And then when we got to the trailer, I was getting more excited about it. And when I watched it, I just really appreciated it because it wasn't like anything we'd seen before. And I think yep. that that like reignited my um, love for it. And, you know, it, in the second episode, we did get like a little hint of like something's going to happen. So it wasn't like, yeah, I just don't know why people would just 
take those two episodes and run with, oh, this isn't good. Because you could tell something was going to happen. It was just going to be a buildup. Yeah. And like part of that was also people were complaining about like, we're getting only getting one episode a week. And I'm just like, that's how it used to be. Like, d- did we right. forget? <laughs> and I, that's I kind of like, I mean, that's yeah, kind no. of like perfect for it, right? Because it's all these older sitcoms, which used to only air weekly. Exactly. It matches perfectly. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, I mean, even in the first episode, like there were allusions to the fact that something else was going on. Like, I just like rewatched it earlier and there is so much like watching it back. Like the first time mm-hmm. I was like, huh? But like watching it back, <laughs> you, you're you're sitting there and you're like, what's going on? Like what what's going on here? Like um, I mean the big one that I noticed was the heart on the calendar because it's <laughs> it's the heart on the map um that uh we get uh in episode eight right was that that's the episode yes. where um yep yeah, um. Uh, one we we got to see like how wanda got to westview and like how all of that happened and it's on the map where um vision bought a house for them to live in and so i was like oh and then we also like the get like the really cool subversive commercials and Mm -hmm. like the first one we, we get the stark industries commercial and watching it back it also like I was that this like really got me and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, they thought of everything was the as um because it's it's a commercial for a toaster. And as the timer goes off and the light is blinking, it mimics uh the Stark Industries bomb that blew up uh the Maximoff household. Mm-hmm. Like it literally like does that. And I'm just like, gosh, like I, I'm like, I hope these people that were being kind of naysayery, like are watching this back and being like, oh, so this was actually really, really smart. And it's like, uh huh. Yes. Like, I really <laughs> hope. Yeah. And then, um, even in like the second one, because we got the, um, Strucker commercial with, uh, uh, the watch, which, um, Strucker was the, he was the guy from Hydra that tested on, uh, Wanda and, uh, Pietro. And then it has like the Hydra symbol on it. So like there's that. But it's just like th- this is a show that like deserves rewatches too. And I think those first two episodes like prove that because watching it back, like you pick up on so much that you might not have before if like you weren't too familiar. Like like there were a lot of things I forgot about Wanda's storyline. Excuse me, b- because she wasn't too too prominent in the last few films so right yeah uh but i just love that um but obviously like we we still like after this we got a little bit more of it but then it kind again it kind of suddenly shifted to where we kind of realize what's actually going on which it kind of started with episode three but episode four was really where um it changed like episode three was the 70s episode which very Brady Bunch, which I love because that's mm-hmm. like who doesn't know the Brady Bunch. And um, we also like got uh <laughs> the 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 first I, I will say this, I will say this, 
and Marvel, you, you, uh, Disney, Marvel, you better be listening. The, the first two gay characters in the MCU. Because that, uh, I'm saying that because both Billy and Tommy end up in relationships with men in the comics. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, if the MCU, if Kevin Feige does not allow that to happen, um, as we get deeper and like we start pulling in like the Young Avengers, which like obviously they are coming, like, um, uh, I will call a hate crime on it. Um, <laughs> the, the homophobia it of it all, but, but I, I mean, like that, that was like so cool. Like, like I, that's another thing I really loved about this show was, I feel like it's gotten people more interested in the comics. Like I. Mm -hmm. I had interest, but like this really got me into it. And I've now read three series. Um, one of them being Loki, Agent of Asgard, because I love him. And but that was a mind fuck <laughs> of a series. If, I, if if you love Loki, like you'll enjoy it like I did. But if you don't like that, that one's heavy. <laughs> there, there's a lot that goes on. Um, but. Uh, it was just so cool, but. um. Hmm. but yeah yeah so obviously like we had those first two episodes well the first three and then we finally uh kind of um get to see outside of um westview um we get that through the character of geraldine who turns out to be uh monica rambeau who we haven't seen since she was a child because the first yeah. time we met that character was in captain marvel which uh, another MCU film that I, I think got uh, hated way, way too much, like way too much. Like it, it, yeah. it was gross. Yeah. It was gross. I can agree with certain criticisms of it. Um, there was some guy on TikTok who did um, a video recently and I was like, oh, I, I'm like, thank you, because I, I, I still feel like I, I'm like being a bitch when I like say like I like it, but I don't think it's like the greatest MCU movie to me. It really isn't. Right. I feel bad because I love Carol like in yeah. like, what I've seen of her in like, because I used to read the Guardians comics and she like shows up every once in a while but I feel like they just have not translated her characters to, to the screen very well yet and I was yeah. like, a little let down by Captain Marvel. It felt very girl bossy. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It just, it, if it leaned into certain things too much um it was very pandery that was my feeling yeah. yes i agree big agree yeah mm -hmm. i i also feel like it, it just kind of was like um yeah we we hope you like this like type of movie i mean again like it wasn't like terrible um oh. which is like well a lot of people like are making it out to be like that there was a lot of really good things that we're done with that movie, but, um, but yeah, but uh, one of the characters from that movie is Monica Rambeau, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, the, um, I I'm using air quotes, best friend of Carol Danvers. But we really, <laughs> like, oh, oh my God, the fact we're not getting any more of that, and they were just like, yeah, no, they're just best friends. I, I I'm like bullshit. Those bitches gay. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Like, I, I just sat there, like, because sometimes I can be like, okay, I kind of, I can see it, I, I guess, like, like maybe I'm overreacting, but that, I was like, 
I was like, you, you, you're, you're, we're watching the same movie, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they really had a child together. Like, and, and that is, um, Monica. But, um, as we, uh, find, um, but that that movie was set in like the '90s because they they had blockbuster and, uh, if you have blockbuster in a movie, apparently it's the '90s. Like. Yes, that's what that's what my criticism of that movie is that Correct. like they literally they just like showed a blockbuster and it's like the 90s. It's like, OK, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but we get her back. And um, that's another thing I love about this movie is it kind of brought back characters that I feel like didn't get a good a good shake, like aside from even Wanda. Um because Wanda's like a big one because she was technically a main Avenger. But then we get Monica. Um, we get Darcy Lewis, Dr. Darcy Lewis, who we haven't seen since the Thor films, the first two, like the the ones that people don't like. Um, <laughs> and then um, Agent Wu, like the un- oh. unsung hero of uh, the Ant-Man films is back. I, I just love that. I was uh, I was so happy to see all of them. I, when I thought that Jimmy Woo was going to be, I was so excited. Like, I, Scott Lang is my favorite Avenger. Like, I love Ant-Man so much. And I love Jimmy Woo. I think he's a great character. Randall Park is iconic. And I had no Mm -hmm. idea that he was going to be in WandaVision until they put out, I don't even remember if I saw a casting announcement for him. But I think I didn't know until I saw the episode four teaser. And I was like, hold on. I was so excited. Yeah, it was great. I was really excited to see Darcy because I know people say like she comes off annoying in the Thor films, but I kind of liked her because she kind of because I I just didn't like the vibes of the first two Thor films. Obviously, Ragnarok Mm -hmm. is my favorite MCU movie, so they they clearly got me got it right eventually. But I I always thought she was fun and people were just like, I'm annoyed by her. And I'm like, because she's like a doing something a bit different from the other ones um like what but i just feel like we finally got like her like we kind of got a full aspect of her character because i feel like before like they kind of put her in as the comic relief but she's an astrophysicist like she's smart like she (laughs) she's the one who like they like i i love the scene in um uh the like police like the military police sword car and she's like so where are you guys and one of them's like oh i'm a chemical engineer oh i'm a um oh my god who else was in there like just like all these like per like specialist people and so she's like oh yeah so they so sword clearly doesn't know what's going on and i'm just like (laughs) i'm just like oh i missed you um welcome back (laughs) It was just, uh, it was so great. And then Monica, like, probably my favorite character to come out of WandaVision, to be perfectly honest. Yep. Oh, same. She is just, uh, she's so cool. I, I loved her in the sitcoms. Like, she did that so, so well. Like, to go from that and then to be Monica Rambeau, Captain Monica Rambeau, like, just iconic. And also, it was one thing I, I love that I I like forgot until I rewatch was we kind of get to see what happens when uh everyone comes back from the blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which like I even think like oh like when people come back it's gonna be like a celebration but no it was kind of a disaster panicking just constant panicking yeah because yeah. like, that was oh, wow. actually one I just rewatched because I think I watched the first five again and I was mm-hmm. able to get I was like wanting to watch six but it was like right time when we were gonna record and I was like no because it's the Halloween one but um yeah I just yep. watched it again and I was like oh my god like she wakes up in the hospital of all places. That's the place you would think to go first. And it's just mm-hmm. like chaos. And it's so yep. scary. You just never think about that. You never think about like the common folk when it comes to like these disasters happening. So it was kind of um, interesting to see it on that side. Yeah. And, and I feel like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was like, Far from home, almost treated it like a punchline. Like, oh my god, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, like, everybody's coming back, and like all their friends are older, and it's like seeing the very real consequences of what snapping half the population back into existence. Like that's scary. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I mean, it's no shade to Far from Home because that's just no. that's what the spider. That's what the Spider-Man movies are, is like that they're yeah. like the Ant-Man movies, they're like Guardians, like they're kind of the funnier ones. They don't really get dark. Um, whereas like this, like Wanda, like she has her comic moments, like obviously, like they did that through um in a really brilliant way that like she she grew up watching all of these uh sitcoms and kind of like a not great world that she was living in. And so she held on to that and was like, I want that life. Like, I want this life. And it's like, you know what? You deserve it after all you've been through. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but I which I, I mean, I guess that's like the kind of the whole thing with the whole show. Um, but I mean, the, the worst thing about seeing people get um, wake up from the blip is that's when Monica finds out that her mom has been dead for like three years at that point yeah which like i i remember hearing that and i was i was like i'm like we really only got maria rambo for one movie like you're just gonna kill her off now so i was pissed um but i was like god damn like you don't even think about things like that it's like and like someone finding out like i've been gone for five years and in those and i i could have had my mom around for two more years and didn't and just wasn't there like i had no control like god mm-hmm. we're yeah but it was it was so cool and also like we we also get um in that uh kind of um transition episode we kind of discover that um because monica somehow entered the hex um which was like the first person to really do it and then to end up on wandavision because everyone else kind of just disappeared like we we still don't know what happened to the guy who came up from the sewers. Like what? Oh, did they ever... one of the B cost like the B suits. Yeah. Yeah. Like what whatever happened to him? Did they ever explain that? <laughs> no, they don't. They never also explain like who I don't know if you remember, but like Jimmy Wu was like, Oh, I'm here to check on somebody in witness protection. Like who? I don't know yeah. if I like, missed something. I don't know if it was like Ralph. I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, I was like listening to that scene. I was like, huh? Which, I mean, I'm guessing that 
maybe it was Emma Caulfield's character, Dottie. Mm. Because remember how like they put up everyone's they put up everyone's um when they were doing like the research, like trying to figure out who was in the hex. And they're like, we identified Wanda and Vision. And now we're identifying all these other people. And remember how people were really reading into the fact that Agnes and Dottie were not identified? Oh, true. So maybe maybe that's why Dottie was unidentified. Like, I know, like, her her real name is Sarah, as they, like, found out. But yeah, they never... That there were just some things like they, I feel like they just threw in there, which, like, I mean, that happens. Like, it's like these types of films, like, are gonna have like little plot holes here and there, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I mean, we, we can still criticize it, but like, you also, <laughs> you also have to consider that, like, the complexities and, and the with how, like, um, uh, detail oriented everything in this show was like it's very easy to see those little things like you you Mm -hmm. can't you can't say that for too too many shows so like that's just a testament to um the creators to the actors the writers everyone like just so so smart that we're like sitting here and we're like what happened to the guy that just appeared out of the well in a a bee um outfit like what what happened to him (laughs) like what why was the thing around his waist a jump rope? Like, what what was that to do with the freaking sixties? Like, come on. Um, uh, so, so funny. Um, but um, at this point, uh, in the MCU, because it was about kind of the middle, uh, when this happened, when Monica gets ejected from the hex, and we find out that she's Monica and not Geraldine, um, and that like she somehow like survives it because they're saying like we can't get anybody in um which kind of alludes to like the fact that she eventually develops powers um we'll get to that later um but one of the biggest things like that this uh series came uh resulted in were people coming up with theories about what was going on which was both a positive and a negative i feel and so yeah. I kind of want to see what you guys like thought of all that, because at first, like I was really into it personally, like, but I don't know. I feel like it got too much. Yeah. And I think for me, it was kind of like a new treading new waters because I wasn't really active on like Twitter or anything like that. When like the movies came out, I was only talking like with my friends about it. So it never got like to this degree of where I'm like seeing all these other people's like assumptions and things like that. But I also like watch shows like Stranger Things that drop all at once and everybody already knows everything. And they're just like trying to decide what happened at the end of the last episode. And it's not like a Mm -hmm. week to week thing. So I think it was it's definitely fun to like theorize and try to, you know, figure out what's going to happen next. But I also think it sets you up for this expectation that may not be met. And then you're going to, like, be disappointed in the end result. And I think that that proved to be, I guess, even, you know, jumping ahead with the finale and people's assumptions about that. Um, So it was fun to, like, talk about, oh, my God, what's who's Mephisto? Like, the whole time. That's, like, the big question. And then he doesn't even show up. 
but um I don't know it was it like I said fun to participate in but I never let it cloud my um expectations at all so yeah 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 so Jordan how do you feel yeah, I I definitely feel like a lot of the series got uh, off the rails. I was like coming up with all these theories until we got to about the 80s episodes. And I was like, you know what? It is in Wanda's hands now. Like, I don't know what's happening. But I think the interesting thing, like this was a very interesting experiment because I never saw all this theorizing going around. Like, I guess the best comparison would be like the Mandalorian because, you know, Disney Plus show, very recent but I think the thing about WandaVision is that it kind of expedited this process that we see with Marvel films. You know, the post credit scene comes out, everybody theorizes. But the thing about that is then you have like six months or yep. years for that to either not come to a fruition or whatever. And you kind of have calmed down and forgotten about your theory, yeah. you know. Yeah. So the thing about doing that week to week is that, you know, everybody's kind of going crazy and I feel like everybody built their expectations up so high and there wasn't that stretch of time to diffuse those expectations. So I feel like that's why a lot of people were disappointed with the way that the show went because it didn't align with their specific theories um, because usually you just have more time to let those theories cool down before the next installment comes around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring up um, the Mandalorian Star Wars because I think that kind of um, my experience with um, Star Wars because Star Wars is a community that people set their expectations a certain way and if they don't get what they want, they get pretty pissed and they act mm -hmm. like they, they own the things, which is what ha kind of happened here. Um, maybe to a lesser extent. Um, excuse me, just because I feel like that this is so new and I feel like there's almost like a hierarchy with Star Wars because it's like, I saw the movie in 1977, so I know more than you type deal. Um, yeah. But but I mean, when I remember when I first got into Star Wars um, was when The Force Awakens came out. And that movie left like a lot of questions. And so the di discussions like were going on for a long time. Like it never died down because like you don't, <laughs> you, you don't have the comics in front of you or you don't get like possibly like another movie in between to kind of distract you. Like, like you said, like you could um, be watching one film and then get like another origin film. And that answers zero questions. Uh, but it like sets up a new character to enter. And then you get back to it and it's like, Oh, I've already forgotten about it. So like, it's just like, I'm just excited that I can watch it now um, type deal. But like, I know with like my experience with um The Last Jedi, like I had so many expectations for that movie and I was so excited about certain things that I kind of let that like cloud my judgment. It's like, well, maybe this person isn't gonna like the like these these people who write these shows and things like that, like they're not looking into the Twitter comments or the Instagram comments. Like they're not looking into that. Like a lot of it's like dumb even before. And so it it's like that they're they're not always gonna fully align, but they but they're gonna try to write something good. And so that's kind of what I always like brought myself back to was like, you know what? Like as long as like they don't do like something like really stupid and that just shows lazy writing or whatever, like like um uh the rise of Skywalker, um uh 
then like I'm fine with it. Like, uh, I mean, I still have like certain criticism just because like a lot of my criticisms with the finale aren't to do with what ended up happening, but more about kind of like I'm kind of used to certain things happening in TV or films. Like when you watch a lot of it, you kind of are like, oh, well, obviously, which like was mm-hmm. not WandaVision at all. Because there were just like so many twists and turns with this that like came out of nowhere. Uh, but it it, just, it, it felt like I, I think maybe like after that, like it was like, oh, well, I think I kind of know where this is going. And it did. And so that that might have been my downfall was like I, I just had had too much time like to theorize and then stew. But it, it by no means resulted in, in an end, a bad end product. It just um I, I I think that's just like a personal thing. Like uh, I can separate that. So I think when people say like that, they thought the finale was shit. It's like, no, you're, you're disappointed, but you're also not realizing that you might've uh, dug into certain things a little bit too much. Um, because like that, that should happen. Then we also got the weird phenomenon of like people going to TikTok and being like, Monica Rambeau was in Captain Marvel and it's like no shit <laughs> like oh, oh my god what else do people do they're they're like so Wanda Maxim you know Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies and Quicksilver is Wanda's twin brother like, yeah no yeah we're like no what shit, we know. <laughs> <laughs> no way I was just like uh so like I, I feel like that this I think WandaVision kind of revealed that people are stupid. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it because like, it's just like first you have people like thinking like, Oh my, like, I, I mean, Mephisto, like I, I feel like it kind of made sense just because this was kind of following the plot line of the vision and Wanda series in the comics and house of M and hmm. that, he, he played a big part. So it kind of made sense. Um, I mean, I was sitting there like kind of hoping like maybe they'll do something like a bit different, like maybe use his character, but like do something a bit different. Um, Because that's like another discussion is that like uh, people are always like, well, in the comics, they do this, like the comic snobs, which I've run into and that they're not they're not a fun bunch. Um, is that like the MCU doesn't have to be with the comics because it can be its own entity. Like if I want to read the comics, I'm going to read the comics. Like it, it, it kind of like another thing, like people um, going off like a, another series, like Spider-Man, like people were kind of mad that we didn't really get like a full origin story. And I'm like, who doesn't know Spider-Man's origin story? Like that's like probably one of the most iconic origin stories of all the superheroes, like more so than like Superman or Batman. Like people kind of know that entire story because we, we went through two movies, um, two series of movies that went over it. So I was like, glad they did that, but people will just still like, it has to be like the comics, like, but come on, like, w- let's get something different. Let's get something different. And I'm glad WandaVision like did that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I am purely an MCU person, so I have Mm -hmm. some of like Black Widow's comics. Like I have a couple of her series, but I don't I definitely don't read them um, regularly. 
So I am just literally purely MCU. So everything's kind of a surprise to me, which I think is like a nice thing. Yeah. Um, but it is also important, I feel like, to know the backstories of these characters beforehand. Um, not to um, change my expectations, but just to kind of like get away of the land, so to speak. Yeah. So that's kind of where I come from in terms of that. Yeah. I just started reading the comics and I mean, I went right to Young Avengers, which reveals like a lot about Wanda and then like Vision um, later on and then her two kids, Billy and Tommy. Uh, so that's like having me like thinking about like, well, what are they going to do with like all these plot lines? Because it it ended very different than the comics did, like a very, very different story. So I'm really curious what like they're going to do with that. Um, specifically, uh, I, I want to bring her up because I feel like she's the breakout star of WandaVision. And that <laughs> is Agatha Harkness, a.k.a. Agnes, um, played by Katherine Hahn, because they... They took her, I feel, in a very different direction. But she, gosh, like, what a fun character. What a great performance. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, love her. Queen. Oh, my gosh. She just, uh, just from, like, playing the nosy neighbor, like, she she got, like, a, as much as um clearly, like, Paul Bettany and um Elizabeth Olsen, like, fantastic as they were, she just... She just was fun to watch, like, oh. Uh. And then we, we got the greatest theme song ever, Agatha All Along. Like, oh my God. like I, I mean, it hit, I mean, they, they've had interviews with her about how it topped the iTunes and Spotify charts. And I'm just like, that's insane. Um, that this one minute theme song people were just sitting listening to for days, which was 100% me. Um, no shame. <laughs> yes absolute no shame i mean i have my well i i'm sitting right here with um my billy and tommy uh funko pops but i also have um an agatha one i have wanda in her halloween costume and monica in um the suit uh that she wears um the second time she enters the hex so but oh my god like i don't know like what what else like can we say about uh Catherine Hahn as um, Agatha Harkness and like that character. That was like the one fan theory because you know that's I'm not on TikTok, but I feel like I, everybody sent me my WandaVision group chat. Like we're all sending me the TikToks of people's theories, and I felt like that was the one theory. I was like, that's just so on the nose that I highly doubt that's going to come through. And when she was like, you know, the name's Agatha Harkness, I flipped my shit because I just assumed that they weren't going to do it. I was like, no, they're not going to, she's not going to be Agatha. No. And then she was, and I'm shook. Yeah. I, yeah, that was like the one theory that came on really early, and so that that kind of was like, uh, like kind of predictable, but I don't know, it just was so beautiful the way they did it. Mm -hmm. Like, the way they like were like, um, they introduced her like after, um, the last of the decades episodes um and it was just like we're gonna do we're gonna jump back to kind of an anti sitcom of sorts because that's what the monsters was and we're gonna 
do a pl- a parody of that song. It was just uh iconic. And the fact that Catherine Hahn was singing it, like yes. <laughs> her actual voice, like what a talent. What a talent. Uh I can't believe. Uh loved it. Um and um one thing about her that has me interested is like, so in the comics, she's kind of more an anti-hero of sorts. She's kind of like a female Loki in a way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like she, she always acts in her own self-interest, but she, um, in the comics, she is a mentor to Wanda. And I mean, her ending was kind of left ambiguous. Like it's clearly she, uh, Wanda put like a pretty powerful spell on her. Um, but a lot of people are kind of speculating that like, well, like she's so popular. There's no way they're going to just leave her in Westview under a spell. So like, what do you guys think is going to happen to Miss Agatha Harkness? Um, moving I forward. Mean, I definitely side with that. Um, I think that she's such a like powerful character in terms, not just in terms of like her powers, but she's just so interesting to watch. And she's come across so well to so many people that Mm -hmm. just kind of leaving her in Westview and just never touching her again would be like a missed opportunity for them. And I think Mm -hmm. it would be unfortunate for us as well. And I think maybe Wanda will go back to her and maybe need her help. And then she'll be like, kind of like a Loki character, like you said, like she'll help her out and then maybe kind of go bad again. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think that in many ways, like WandaVision was very much the test pilot for the future. And I think that they, Agatha, they were kind of putting feelers out. But I think now that they, they're clearly going to realize how popular of a character that she is, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to see her again. They can't, yeah. just, they can't just leave her. No. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I hope that she gets like, oh, like imagine her being like the main villain in an Avengers film. <sighs> like I, I personally love to see. It. I mean, we don't really have any planned. I have on my phone literally this whole list of the Marvel Studios upcoming projects, and it goes all the way to Deadpool three, which, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's it literally like has all the the shows we're getting. Um. <laughs> in order and then it has um some uh the movies we're getting like thor love and thunder dr strange multiverse of madness which was another theory that he was gonna show up which i that was the moment i turned around and was like okay we need to chill <laughs> we need to chill <laughs> like i know y'all are thinking that wanda's gonna like break open the multiverse which like just didn't happen um but like we I, I think people were were, re, were getting too ahead. Like this was a nine episode series. Like that's another thing. It was only nine episodes, which was a strange number. But I think considering we had, uh, they had these episodes that were like we're gonna go back and explain. I, I think it made sense. Like in the end, like I think that number works. Like people were like, oh, I think it should have been ten. I'm like, no, I think, I I, I think that nine did its function. I think it did. Uh, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. But uh, to go back a little, um, 
one thing that kind of shocked me was how much I enjoyed uh, the later classic sitcoms because like <laughs> again like uh, I loved um, the early ones like um, again like I'm a huge fan of I Love Lucy and Bewitched and those were very much uh, used in those first two episodes um, but like then we get to like the 80s and it's very like going into full house and then the 90s with um malcolm in the middle and then i was like what are they gonna do for 2000s and we got like a modern family the office thing like uh it was just uh like 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 how did you guys like enjoy that like the like that that kind of switch because like i was like i'm like i, I don't know if i'm gonna be nostalgic for 2000s but i 100 percent was Oh, that was my favorite episode was the um, Halloween episode because I love Malcolm in the Middle. And I feel like out of all the episodes, that one, they just nailed everything from the editing to just like sound effects. And like, it was just so spot on as a parody. Like the other ones just felt like, oh, this is an amalgamation of these few sitcoms. But that was like, so this is Malcolm in the Middle. It was such a tight episode. Uh uh, I, I think you're spe- uh, preaching to the choir about the Halloween episode because that was... Yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely, like, mirror exactly what you said. I lived and breathed Malcolm in the Middle when it was out. And just as soon as the credits came on, I, like, flipped out. I was like, this is great. And I also love the Halloween episode just because I feel like with sitcoms from that era from the 80s through the 2000s, Halloween episodes used to be, like, a big deal, right? So you have, oh, like, yeah. Roseanne, Full House, um, other things like that. Hey. Where, like, the, <laughs> the Halloween episodes, Buffy, yeah. And it was... Oh, like, yeah. ha- they had a theater, and it had, like, the parent trap and the Incredibles on the marquee, <laughs> um, which... It's kind of a reference to the family dynamic mm-hmm. of Wanda, Vision, Billy, and Tommy, which was just, uh, it was so cool. But like, you're so right. I mean, that was the episode after we got what I, I think was the biggest hit. It was um, because we're like, um, that's not Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's Evan Peters who was like, screwing things up a valid theory um i i'm kind of, kind of easy into the, the whole first. twist because of the finale yeah like, it's just wiped from my brain now because i remember the first time i saw that i was shook and then like since the finale i've just been like i don't really care anymore <laughs> yeah it i just uh it's like you 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 do this big twist and it's like oh he's just ralph the husband that she's complaining about like i mean i've heard people argue like i really like that it was kind of funny in a way um which i'm kind of trying to embrace but at the same time it's just like uh it it's like you you bring in someone like that and like you decide to troll i don't know i i think they could have done something more interesting with that for Um, sure yeah. I would say I like a good subversion of expectations. Like I love a good like Thor Ragnarok moment, like where you're really just taking what you think is going to happen and turning it on its head. But I feel like that just didn't work 
in here, you know, listen, Taika could have pulled it off, but I think the showrunners of WandaVision just could not, could not pull that subversion off very well, and it just seemed like it fell flat. Yeah, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think for it to have worked, I think uh, he needed a bigger presence in those last few episodes, for one thing. Um, just because he was such a critical character and Wanda got like so pissed about him. Um, uh, especially in the Halloween episode, like it, it was very, I feel like the Halloween episode set him up to be a bit more of a important figure. And so I, I think the writers, I think in that last episode, which I mean, this goes to another, uh, point of contention about the length of the episodes, like that, that I think he could have had more of an impact, especially with Monica, um, because it's just, it's just like, like I, I think they could have done again, like you said. I think Taika could have done it, and I think he could have like sat there and been like, "I'm gonna make this funny, but it's not gonna be like an awkward funny." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like a tough um, line to draw. So like it, that was disappointing. But I, I think the twist was definitely one of those. I think it's definitely still the best for me in the series, despite how they kind of were like, eh, with the finale, like, oh, yeah, he actually was just not that important. But I'm glad you thought he was. I'm glad he kind of freaked you out. But OK. <laughs> yeah. Then Darcy was like, "They re- she recast Pietro. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> All of us. Darcy literally was all of us that again, the writing for her. Yeah. She like, I'm so invested. Like all the stuff she says about the show. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, same sis. Like, <laughs> let's go talk. Like, <laughs> She just, Oh my God. Again, like such a great use of her. Uh, I lived, I lived. Um, but, uh, as you know, like the series, like kind of again at the end takes like a dark turn of sorts because we realize why this happened, like why um everything has happened, like why Wanda is like being keeping everyone in there was because she just was dealt like again throughout the series, the MCU before this, she was dealt like a really bad blow. And so she's like, I'm gonna live that perfect life. And gosh, I think it was so brilliant what they did in the end like despite like the, the little nitpicks that we have like mm-hmm. this was such a beautiful representation of grief and dealing with it like as much as like they're like oh she's the villain like now like she's kind of becoming the villain um it's like she literally wanted a better life for herself she was driving through westview saw all these people um down the dumps and was like i'm gonna make a good life for them and she did so, I don't know. I just wanted to say that, like, I, I don't know if like you guys can like elaborate on that, like more yeah. than me. No, I mean, I think in terms of Wanda as a character, this was a perfect um, front to back for her. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's it really like I I've seen this talked about online, but it really upsets me that nobody's ever really kind of like reached out to her and like asked her if she's yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, how are you doing? Like Natasha um, would have. <laughs> yeah, she will. 
you know how that went. But um, so it was just, um, I don't know, like it was beautiful. And I found myself identifying with her a lot um, because I knew I liked her a lot before, but I just didn't realize like how much I identified with her. And I think that that made the story even more impactful, at least for me. Um, But it was just, I, it was so beautifully done and like, I have nothing bad to say about the Wanda portion of the show at all. I just feel like it was immaculate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think that Wanda is such, they just portrayed grief so well and, like, female grief and, like, very often Mm -hmm. it's on sides of the spectrum where it's, like, the woman's either really, really sad or you get, like, really terrible, like, Daenerys Targaryen, like, ah, suddenly I'm evil because of my grief. And so I think that WandaVision did a good job of showing both and showing that like rage and that sadness and how hard it is to balance that when you're emotionally unstable because you're processing trauma. And I think that this show did such a good job of portraying like trauma and, you know, escapism and how that relates back to trauma. And that's something that I like deeply related to. And I think that we don't see a lot of shows really flesh that out for women like you don't get to see that perspective and i just think that this is just such a breath of fresh air yeah mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. it just i i feel like anyone can relate to her and i mean like erin said it's like it's like where were the avengers like she had all these people around her who um seemed to like care about her and no one checked on her like mm-hmm. we we don't get like I, I think it was a smart move that they didn't bring in any Avengers for this because it's like, uh, be, because it's like, um, they, they didn't like, it, it makes sense that she did what she did because nobody was like supporting her. She didn't have any friends. She was, uh, uh the first time the Avengers, like the Avengers were her first family since, um, her brother. And, she was basically like a criminal and the Avengers were protecting her. And then she's like trying to deal with all of this, like not having nobody and nobody thought to be like, Oh, somebody should check on Wanda, see how she's doing. But instead they're like, Oh, Iron Man died. Oh, all these other people died, but we're we're not going to check on the person that literally has no one. Um, but yeah, and 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 I feel people can relate to like the more dynamic um uh display of grief, grief and um processing because yeah. uh, like I I don't even think like it's it's like like not to like downplay like the fact like that this is definitely like an issue with how people um portray uh grief and women in media, but I I feel like it shows like that this is grief that anyone can experience. Like yeah. not just yeah. So I don't know, just pro- again, props to them on that. And I think that was the point they were going for. And I think they nailed it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, since um, we're kind of already moving on to uh, the finale aspect, um, I want to ask you guys, like, what were your th- thoughts on the finale? Because I feel like the way this series end was, again, what the point of contention discussion and theories and all of that. Um, which like we, we dabbled into a little, but overall, what did you guys think of how WandaVision ended? 
Um, I was pretty satisfied. Like, I definitely, there were definitely some things I was like, oh, this would be cool if this happened or if that happened. But overall, like, I, I felt satisfied. Well, when it first ended, I was like, oh, okay. But then those two post-credit scenes hit, and I'm like, okay, now we're, like, setting up what this is going to be like going forward. So I'm definitely excited. I think that my only, like, real problem besides the whole, like, Pietro thing is that we don't see, and I don't even know how they would have done this, but we don't really see clear, like a clear moment of Wanda, like dealing with the consequences of, you know, what she did to these people. And that's right. my only thing. And I'm interested to see if maybe that's kind of the turning point for her. And she's like, she's guilty. And she's also processing the loss of her children and the loss of vision once again. You know, because we get kind of that little moment where everybody's staring at her and she's got her hood up. But I feel like we didn't really get into, like, she really, like, messed with these people. And they're going to be fucked up, like, maybe for the rest of their lives. And I think that, you know, I'm hoping that maybe they address that going forward and how that makes her feel that she's inflicted this pain upon so many people. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think that's another thing that goes with um, the people like talking about how long the credits were and things like that, that it, it took out time that could have been the episode rather than like us just sitting through credits, like wondering like, um, why is there like 20 minutes of credits, but 30 minutes of episode? Like it, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was a big one was they kind of had to wrap up a lot of things and yeah, I, I definitely want to see what happens to the people of Westview. Um, which I mean, I, I, I definitely think they left that open for something to come back in a sort of way. Because again, she left Agatha there. She was like, I'm going to make you the nosy neighbor. Be gone. Um, and... Like, and I mean, she, she does like fly off, but like the thing is like, we, we clearly can see that she feels bad and she almost like did what she did to kind of help them. Um, mm -hmm. that, that, that's one thing like that they showed in the episode before when, um, Agatha's like digging into her mind, trying to figure her out, like how she got so powerful and things like that. So, um, but, but I definitely agree. I think that's something that I wish we saw more of because like I feel like you can interpret that as like Wanda's not being accountable for her actions in a way which I don't think is the case <clears throat> excuse me um like like I, I think she just gem genuinely is at the point where she's realizing like um because she does this in the comics too is that <clears throat> after she she uh loses control and several like major catastrophes happen she just like isolates herself she disappears from the world which is what she's yeah. doing but she's also kind of spiraling a bit even more and so i i hope people like kind of realize that especially with the second end credit scene watching her with um the dark hold and hearing the voices of her children which i, I definitely think she's going to be bringing uh um Billy and Tommy back like I think it just like confirms like that's gonna be a huge huge thing for her um 
and and I mean, obviously, with um Vision giving White Vision his memories and like yeah. his whole personality in a way, um, we're gonna see Vision return. So like, at least we have that. Like, I think, um, I, and I mean, like the whole Fiatro thing was like stupid, but um. I mean, I think it was a really beautiful emotional finale. Like, I, I definitely like cried a little. Oh, watching. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, like, I typically with my favorite Avengers, I will like, uh, what for lack of a better term, get to know them as a person. Um, I really care a lot about Wanda um, and a lot about like how she's doing. And I feel like she's definitely like reaching a very bad point. I know she's going to go, you know, try to get her kids and back again, but I just want her to be okay because I feel like it's a lot of the same where yeah. something will happen and then she'll disappear and something will happen and then she'll disappear. And I just want her to be at peace. I know yeah. that, you know, at the source of these kind of movies, there needs to be some kind of conflict, obviously, but um, especially with that ending, whenever she's like releasing the hex. And like you're yeah. just slowly seeing everything go back, and she texts the kids uh, in, and then vision—it's just like so heartbreaking to watch. And you've already seen her like go through that the episode before, of just like finding the plot of lands and like the little heart on the map. And I just yeah. really want her to be okay. That's like what I yeah. want ultimately. No, a hundred percent. Like I, I tweeted out. I was like, listen. Wanda did nothing wrong, okay? <laughs> like it in the the whole like looking at all of this, if you're gonna be pissed at her after like we've seen some awful things that the Avengers and anti-heroes and like the, the characters have done alike, like um Loki, maybe uh even Nebula like kind of comes to mind. Um that like the I, I'm I'm like she tried to do good she tried to do right by herself and everyone else and it just didn't work because it things were so shitty for her mm -hmm. and the the it was just uh that that scene in particular watch like when you can see the hex slowly coming in and she's again like she talks like uh the the saddest line for me oh no was, when she was tucking the kids in the bed and she's like, thank you for choosing me to be your mom. And I just was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -hmm. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Um, also, when um, Monica was like, I really wish I could bring back my mom. And I'm like, no, like, stop. <laughs> stop. Like, uh, which that's another thing is uh, the end credit scene uh, with mm -hmm. uh, Monica when um, they're going into the theater and it's one of um, the scrolls. Which I, I'm glad they're back because that there's a certain character related to the scroll and Cree conflict that I really, really want to see. Um uh especially in relation to Billy. Um but like when they did that, I was like, oh, because I, I feel like she's not gonna be involved with Avengers stuff right now. Like I feel like she's definitely gonna be taken off into kind of more Captain Marvel, pro probably Guardians type deal. Yeah. And I want I, I really wanted her to be kind of the confidant for Wanda because I feel like she understood her and was one of the only people to understand her. And now she's and I mean, 
uh, I I I forgot to mention this, but the scene where we see uh, Monica re-entering the hex, like oh that God, was yes. so. Oh, <sighs> I was I was I cried. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god! I'm like this. I'm like Monica Rambo is about to fuck some shit up. Yeah. Um, and then like when she was um jumped in to help uh Billy and Tommy, and like we we really get to see the extent of her powers. And like then she turns to <laughs> Billy and is like, nice trick. And and she's like, and he's like, yours too. And I'm just like, oh, so cute. <laughs> it was so adorable. cute. Oh, it's just like, oh, I wanted. I wish we could get more of that, but like. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, maybe we will, like, in the future. Like, I don't know how long we're gonna keep Monica around. Um, but, like, uh, it, it just, again, like, despite, like, maybe, like, wrongly placed expectations, I think that finale was so, so strong. And it, it left a lot up to um, what's going forward. Um, another thing I want to talk about, just, like, to kind of gush, um, wanda's uh scarlet witch outfit like the new (gasps) oh my god (laughs) stunning and also someone brought it up on twitter but that was kind of a bit huge fuck you to um joss whedon that outfit yes it was which uh that feeds me as all things should be (laughs) exactly exactly because didn't he like say something along the lines of like you're never gonna wear that costume? Yep. <laughs> That's exactly Cute. what he said. He he literally told her, like, you're never gonna wear that costume. And they're just like, Yep, we're gonna put you in it. And it was abs like it, like he he's the reason why um her costume before was not very reminiscent of uh, the original Scarlet Witch costume, which is why, like, people, like, we were freaking out, obviously, when we saw her Halloween costume, which was very old-school Marvel Scarlet Witch. Um, but seeing that and, like, the way they detailed it, like, uh, just beautiful in so many ways. Like, her hair, uh, I that was my favorite part, was looking at her hair, like, that, like, they darkened it. yeah. And like, kind of like frayed it in a way. I don't know. It just, uh, like I know everyone's like, I'm switching my Halloween costume to that. I'm like, God, I kind of want to do a gender bent version of it because it's so cool. It's just, uh. yeah. I'm having a hard time deciding though because, like, I really love the Halloween episode. It's my favorite episode. I think it's like the perfect Halloween costume in like, yeah, relation to like the subject matter. But like, her actual costume is so beautiful. And I would just love to like wear her like crown, you know? Yeah. It's just so pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say fuck you to that guy on Twitter that was like, well, Oh my god. Now we're not we're not yeah. gonna get any more Harley Quinn costumes. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm breaking out my Harley Quinn outfit again and see how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean we can just talk about that for a second because like I I know you guys were talking about like um, how Captain Marvel was kind of pandery, um, which I agree with, which I think is like one of the main reasons I did not like it. It was um, something I really wanted to like, but yeah. I just didn't feel like it was all there. But this yeah. series gave us 
I would arguably say four very strong women characters without like throwing in our face. They just gave us substance. Yeah. And I think that that was so awesome. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, you know, we're girls and we can be, you know, we can kick your ass. It was like, we're characters. We're here. We're like doing our thing. It was just beautiful. I loved it so much. It's like they make the way that they portrayed in the film. They're like, oh, Carol's, you know, power comes from because she's a woman, because this is the superhero for girls, and that's why you like her, where it's like, that's not a compelling, like, character right. arc, like, not a very compelling motivation. Um, you know, if they would have played more into that, like, oh, it's because you're perceived as weak. But, like, Wanda and Monica and, you know, even, I mean, we don't get a whole, whole lot about Agatha's backstory, but Wanda and Monica's powers just come from very different places and more like real places, I guess, you know, Wanda's comes out of grief and Monica's also like comes out of grief in a way. They're kind of like two sides of the same coin. And so, and I think that's something that people can relate to a lot and it doesn't feel very like condescending, like girl boss, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think that's, this is really the first time we've seen that in, at least in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean that even goes like I, I know you meant I, I want to mention Darcy because uh she like even though like she doesn't have any power, she's very much herself, but she's mm-hmm. also like she has like one of like the most like beautiful moments like I think in the show was um in the two thousands episode where she's in like the stolen uh ice cream truck with vision and she's like she's the one who tells vision because he's kind of freaking out because he's, he's like, am I being manipulated by Wanda? Like it is none of this real. Like he's having like a full on like existential crisis. And like, she turns around and says to him, like, no, the love you have is real. And I don't know, like she, they didn't like try to, uh, again, like, like you said, like they didn't try to like force, something but in the end we got like really strong female characters like i feel like what they did with them is very akin to what black panther did with the women characters in that movie yeah mm-hmm. because because in that movie like they're clearly not the center like shuri okoye like they're not like central characters but it's like oh and um wakanda we have the dormilaje like that's our army and it's all women and that's just it like it's there's nothing more nothing less and then it's like okay so uh the king has a sister who is smarter than tony stark and that's just it and it's like you you don't need to do more than that and so i hope i hope like now that we've done like some like two movies that like are really popular with that that we that because I think Captain Marvel could have been really great. And so I think Captain Marvel too, I, I think it was like a test run. And I think that they had a lot to like do. And I think there was a lot of kind of getting pushed by the studio to do it. I feel because be, I, I think that um with Captain Marvel, it was kind of like forced in a way because um they, they real people were getting really upset. That, like we weren't getting, um, any of the female Avengers um, in films because the people were like, why didn't Black Widow get an origin film? Like, every single other one got one, but she didn't. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so I think that Captain Marvel kind of was rushed into what it was doing. Um, I again, I I don't think it's like again like an awful awful film, but yeah. And so I I hope that what we saw in One Division with the fact that it wasn't like girl power, uh, girl boss series, that but like it still was like so a great representation for women. Um, that we get like more of that in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, moving forward with this. Um, again, a lot set up. Um, with um these end credit scenes for what we're potentially gonna get in the future. So I kind of wanted to, um, almost kind of end this discussion with with um, uh, one final question. Like, what next in the MCU are you most excited for? So, um, I'll start with um. You, Aaron, you can go first. This is a rough question for me to answer um, because I feel like the thing that I have been wanting for so long is continuously delayed and at this point Uh kind of has nothing to do with anything that's going to happen moving forward. Um, That said, like, I would really like to see the Black Widow film and just see what's going on there. Um, See if that has anything, you know, uh, has any real effect on like anything that's going to happen moving forward. Um, it's very hard to say. I've heard things that it is going to have something to do with either Falcon and the Winter Soldier or, or Hawkeye's series. Um, but besides that, I am really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be more of the same like MCU stuff. Yeah, you know where you get like the quippy guys and like the action and things like that. But I do really like both of those characters. Um, and then in terms of like the Wandavision credits themselves, I know mm-hmm. that she is definitely going to be in the second Doctor Strange movie. Is mm-hmm. that a thing? So I um I'm just really looking forward to seeing where Wanda goes from here and if she is going to in fact meet back up with Vision. And then get her kids back. Yeah. I I don't think that's confirmed. But just because like she has this reality shaping ability, a lot of people have rumored that um and also at the, the Darkhold is apparently associated with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. I believe. So um I think we're gonna get something. I think I have a feeling that since um, there's a lot of like multiverse stuff like involving Spider-Man and with um, No Way Home coming. I think we might see an end credit scene. Like uh, I, I have one friend say like we might get like the, they're like I wouldn't be surprised if we got an end credit scene with Wanda after Spider-Man. And so I think that might happen. But I'm uh, I you know, I'm 100 percent with you um, on Black Widow. Like I just. I I want to see it, but I'm also exhausted about how they're dealing yeah. with it. It's just, I also, just put it out. Yeah, I also too just wanted to add in here just because we were talking about this, but like I wonder if because of my expectations with female characters nowadays, um, I wonder if I'm going to be disappointed by it. Um, I hope because, that's not the like, case. I hope it's no, I trust me, I, I hope it's not. Um, I just feel like after WandaVision, I'm like so about like the way that these 
women were written specifically that like I'm going to be like expecting something that I'm not going to get. Um, obviously, I hope that's not the case. Natasha is my favorite character, regardless. Problems aside, <laughs> it's a painful journey to be a Natasha stan, but um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's just about disappointment and pain. Um, so <laughs> that's that's all I wanted to add into there as well. Yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, it. I just I at this point, like with everything else. Like we just got Raya on Disney Plus, and that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, I just watched that today; it was great. Um, I I I don't see an issue with Black Widow being released on Disney Plus. I mean, I know I speak for like a lot of people, and I've talked about this before. Like, I miss going to the theaters. I really miss it, and I think there have been other movies released, like Soul for one. I think deserved a theatrical release as well. Yeah. Um, like uh. But I mean, I'm fine with staying in my home. But you know, if I can at least just get Black Widow, I just want to see it. Um, to like, uh, Disney, I don't know why you're holding out on this. I mean, like, maybe like you're really hoping that movie was going to make money. Um, but it, it's been a long time now, it, it's, it's getting too much. I will be very happy to watch Florence Pugh, Rachel oh Weiss. And David Harbour in my home, like mm-hmm. I, 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 there will be zero complaints from me. Like I will sit there and I will love it regardless because I love all those people. So, like I don't know, just just stop. Like, ugh. uh, just like we're we're moving forward with the treatment of female characters. Just release the movie and get it over with. The end. <laughs> But um, anyways, um, so Joram, like, uh, what, we got a little off track. Um, but what, 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 what are you um most looking forward to in the MCU? Um, now that um WandaVision is over. Oh my god, I think it's easier to say what I'm not excited for. But um, I mean, Love and Thunder is like hands down like huge. <sighs> I'm a huge, massive, massive Taika Waititi fan. Um, Same. it's honestly a miracle that I haven't spent the past you know, however long it's been just talking about him. Um, but <laughs> that's what I'm most excited for. But as far as like what's connected to WandaVision, um, I think I'm interested. I think that the Monica thing definitely connects back to Secret Invasion as well as like Captain Marvel 2. So I'm interested to see that. Like I'm very interested in scrolls. And I think that, like, I thought that they weren't, like, they didn't get that much to do in Captain Marvel. So I'm very interested and intrigued by Secret Invasion. And then I guess if I had to say a third one, I would say Hawkeye. Not because I care about Hawkeye. Um, Aaron, I feel you on, you know, the life of, like, standing somebody um, who is rough to stand. Because I used to be a huge Hawkeye fan. Um and like they don't give him anything to do in the movies, so I'm interested to see the show because I love Kate Bishop, and it's yes. very similar to the Matt Fraction Hawkeye series. Which like, if you need a good comic series to read, like that series is so good um, and so just so interesting, and it gives Hawkeye just such such an interesting storyline. So I know that the show is not going to magically make him interesting, but I'm at least excited <laughs> to see Kate Bishop. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And Aaron, again, you have another Taika Waititi stan. 
So because you were you were the one that we were talking with that hasn't seen what we do in the shadows, right? Right. I haven't seen it yet. I have to oh see it. Though. <laughs> you, you, you need to. Uh, show and the it's, movie. Uh, yes. I, I, no, I, 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 I'm on board with both. Yeah, because uh, I need it. I mean, I, I've said it. I need to watch more Taika because I just he, he doesn't do any wrong. He, he knows what to do and he does it right. He's never missed. Not once in his life. I've seen every one of his films. He has never missed. Nope. Not at all. So I'm with you on Love and Thunder there. Um, I mean, the one for me, like, I I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I just look forward to more of it because it's, it's just, it's fun popcorn stuff. Like, it it's not like, it, it might not be like next level amazing, but it's, it's fun. Um, but I mean, the big one for me is Loki. I just, mm -hmm. I was, I, I mean, I sat there after um, Infinity War uh, and was like, okay, so that's it. And they're like, well, we're going to do a series. And I'm just like, how he's dead. Like they, they really made sure like to say Loki is dead. Um, but so I'm just happy that he's getting his own thing because I, I love he's he's up there with Spider-Man. Like, that's how much I love Loki like that. That's my baby. And I love him. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm with you also, uh, Jordan, on Hawkeye, because I recently discovered Kate Bishop and why people were so excited about her. And I'm just I'm about oh, it. Will, you will love her. She's amazing. I adore her, uh, adore her, and I think Haley Steinfeld was a great choice for her. Um, I'm not looking forward to more of Jeremy Renner, um, and his Hawkeye. Just, mm -hmm. but if Kate Bishop's there, I'm fine. Um, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange because my girl America Chavez is coming in, and God, I am gonna be so f word in that goddamn theater. It's, <laughs> It's gonna be so bad. You have oh, I, I've I, I've said it so many times. It, it it's gonna be an it's gonna be beautiful, but a disaster. Um, obviously, also a Spidey fan. No way home. Like, mm -hmm. I I live for any of them, and I mean the way that Far From Home ended, and we almost didn't get No Way Home for a moment. Like, I am gonna be just like in tears about everything. In that theater, like, uh, I, I, I'm honestly looking forward to like to most anything that's coming, but those were kind of the ones that came to mind. Um, and uh, wait, what else is there? Well, I, I've heard Eternals is like pretty cool. I don't know much about it. Um, Me neither. I love Chloe Zhao who's directing it. Like, she's really good. So I'm very interested to see like what she can bring to the MCU. Yeah, yeah, and um. Oh, Captain Marvel 2, obviously. That one's going to be good. Oh, but, oh, my God. With Kamala Khan. Like, oh, my God. I love yes. her. I'm so excited for Miss Marvel. Like, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, like, excited. And in regards to Wanda, um, bringing back uh, my Demiurge baby, Mr. Billy, like, um, and getting like potentially hulkling with um the whole scroll like in Cree conflict obviously gonna be a big point going forward um i, I i'm just ready for my gaze 
here. I'm just, I'm ready for it. It's time. I, I, again, I said at the beginning of the show, um, and I'm, I'm ready for it, but yeah, so, so much, but I'm, I'm excited to have WandaVision for now and to rewatch and to love, um, until we get, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then I'll be back my bullshit. Um, a hundred percent back on your bullshit. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. that. Literally. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready for the married couple that is Sam and Bucky because that <laughs> it's couples therapy. Oh. Like, oh my god, the fact I got like literally attacked on Twitter because um I complained about how the fact that like they're just like shoving Sharon Carter into Bucky potentially. Um, well, it was confirmed um, by I think it was Kevin Fage that 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 they're going to be love interests. And I'm just like, come on, like, why? Why? Uh, <laughs> so they confirm uh, that then? So that's, it, she's going to be Bucky's love interest? It, it sounded like it. Like, I don't know that. I, I, I hope it, it's not because I, I just I, I kind of want to see her not being uh with someone connected to steve because that was just weird um it's just like i don't know it, it's just like a strange thing to have her be peggy's daughter and then she's making out with steve mm -hmm. uh, well no, not peggy's daughter peggy's niece um and then they're like oh yeah she's gonna be uh the love interest for bucky and it's like i don't know it doesn't sit right with me um, no, not at all. No, I would, I would, I would just like to see because, like, I don't, I'm not like super fond of her to begin with, and I would just like to see her stand on her own and be her own character, and not have to have a love interest necessarily. But exactly, isn't that the dream? Yeah, and I mean, Always. I think she can be like, it, it, like I mean, I've watched like Civil War and like kind of like ha had a moment where like I kind of separated like the weird, cringy stuff that they have her do and i'm like she can be a really cool character and based on the trailers it looks like she's gonna be doing some really cool shit um like i i feel like she's gonna be like the one to clean up a lot of um uh bucky and sam's messes like kind of covering for them like kind of like another um natasha in a way like, like she's kind of like the voice of reason which was like um which is always like very very welcome um so I, I hope we get more of that and we, we don't just like have to sit through like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm not going to compare it to WandaVision because that's just stupid. Um, like the people comparing WandaVision and the Mandalorian, like it's just like, no, um, enjoy them for what they are. Let's move <laughs> on. If, if you feel the need to tell me that the Mandalorian is better than WandaVision when WandaVision is one season like, that's it. We're, we're not getting another season of WandaVision. I don't know why people thought that we were getting a second season. I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> do you not know how these, like, series are working? Um, but The Mandalorian is getting, like, more seasons. And it's very much from a different, like, orchard completely um, than WandaVision. Um, if you, for any reason, want to compare the two, I genuinely believe that you're kind of misogynistic. Sorry. <laughs> like you, you just have to put the woman down. But um but yeah, so that was our 
discussion on WandaVision. Obviously, we love it. If you haven't seen it and you listen to this whole episode, I hope we gave you a reason to watch it because you should. It is a really, really fun time. Um, you will cry. You will laugh. Um, oh my God, what's the um, uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow video where she's like, I have I, like, many... I laughed, I cried, I danced, I had many epiphanies. Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is what WandaVision is. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, I hate Gwyneth Paltrow, but that video is, is fucking hysterical. I got mm. it. It's so funny. Oh my God. But um, before we go, uh, I, I want to give my guests the opportunity to like um, let people know where they are. So um, Jordan, um, where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter. I'm the same username, um, underscore Jordan A. Thomas, and then another underscore. And I just talk about movies and Taika Waititi a lot. I love that. And I mean, I always go to Jordan when it comes to like movies and shit because she's so up on it all the time. So like if you want good content in regards to that, like Jordan's 100% the one to follow. And we we both kind of like bounce off each other with um our controversial opinions about movies <laughs> because we sure. tend to agree. <laughs> and then we, and then we also like enable each other about Taika Waititi and um Birds of Prey. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so definitely follow Jordan, but um Jordan's not the only one here. Um <laughs> so Erin, where can people find you? Um, so I am on Instagram and Twitter at Crazy Shark Lady. It's like Crazy Cat Lady, but with sharks. Um, I will have something coming up in the next month or so. So just keep an eye yes. out for that. Yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm I know more than I'm letting on, but um that there's something really exciting coming up with Erin, so pay attention for that. But also, um Erin is like a resident Beetlejuice and Shits Creek stan, and <laughs> it's just wonderful. Uh it's so pure and wonderful and, and obviously Jaws. Um so yes. it's just like you get you get that and you'll get the um big announcement that's coming. Um which I'm very, very excited about. More Brendan Fraser on the timeline. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> 100%. Alright, and then um, for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under the same name, and that is Queen Timothy I, but it's Queen spelled with K-W-E-E-N because I'm not like other girls. Um, definitely most <laughs> active on Twitter. Uh, because I am a messy woman. That is literally my bio now. I am a messy woman <laughs> because that just describes everything I do. So if you want all of my more of my bullshit, um, you guys know where to find me. And then obviously for this podcast, all updates, episode releases, if I'm looking for guest spots, um, which I do on both Twitters, um, you can find on my podcast Twitter at ITKTR Podcast. It's just um uh in the queen's throne room abbreviated podcast um everything there i would like to thank my guests again for being on it was so great to talk about this show immediately fresh off its finale um it was just that it was it was fun it was just fun like i I just love digging into that with you guys so thank you guys so much for being on thank you thank you
of course. And obviously, thank you to my listeners. I'm so glad you guys could listen in again. I hope you enjoyed this look and um, are looking forward to more of Marvel Month. We have uh, three more weeks of uh, three more Sundays because I release on Sundays now. Um, Switched that up recently because of my job. Um, But a lot more Marvel content coming. It's not ending here. Um, There are more interesting discussions. I know next week it's going to get a little bit goofy. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be kind of your typical uh, drunk Timmy content, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, With um, uh, Marvel characters. So uh, I hope people get excited for that. Uh, but as always, you know, continue to be the kings, queens, and non-binary monarchs in your life, and I'll see you back in the throne room. Goodbye. Okay, okay, is that it? Um, all the real Marvel fans left? Okay, okay, great. Hello, loyal royals. Um, what? You didn't think you were gonna get a, um, uh, post-credit scene? Come on. I had to. I had to, especially because even though I'm doing a Marvel month, we un- very unexpectedly, in the absolute best way, got an HHN announcement. Like, wow. This is the earliest that HHN has announced anything. Um, I was just looking at this a spreadsheet that um in um one of the HHN groups I'm a part of and it this is like a good two weeks ahead of schedule like that's crazy that's absolutely insane but it's we needed it we needed it and so I had to talk about it I had to talk about it I mean I said on Twitter if anyone is having like a little discussion on their podcast about any HHN announcements, like invite me because I'm not doing it on my show. But then I was like, you know, this would be kind of this would be kind of cute. Throw in um a post credit scene, you know. So here we are. So basically, this announcement kind of covered two things. Um. So the first thing was that they announced the new dates. So originally it was going to be a shorter event than what we had in 29 because 29 went through till November 2nd, which like they, they usually do that now just to kind of fill in the weekend. But um, Halloween, I believe, falls on a Saturday this year. So they were just like, we're just going to end it on Halloween. Like, that's it. Just a, a, a nice cutoff there. But um, but because of that, people were kind of sad. And then they announced that today it's starting, instead of starting on the second weekend of September, it's the first. So it, November 3rd is the first day of Halloween Horror Nights. Like, oh, that's so awesome. And I'm already having like, so many friends tell me like I'm going opening night. Um, I really hope you can come. Like I like when are you coming down? Things like that. It's just oh, 
It's so exciting. Um, this is the one thing I look forward to every year. I looked forward to it in 2020, even though I thought I wasn't going to go. And then I ended up going, um, even though that technically wasn't HHN. That was kind of just uh, a taste. They gave us like a little Halloween celebration because they couldn't do a HHN full out because um, we're still in a panorama uh, uh, a podiatrist, you know, where we're still doing that. Um, but yeah, so it, it's really cool that we're getting a longer event. I wish I was living in Florida again, so I could go, I could beat my record of 13 visits and do it again. Um, but I'm happy to go down for just a week and just go all out just every night open till close. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. So I'm excited. Um, but aside from that, the other announcement was, so, uh, when the announcement dropped, uh, well, I actually was working at the time I was in like a meeting, but I always have like my phone just kind of like sitting on the side. So like, if, uh, something of interest pops up in my text, um, I can look at it, uh, and not be noticed that I'm looking at my phone while I'm trying to work. Um, and also I see, uh, my friend Aaron, um, who actually is, I'm going to be on this episode, uh, like freaking out and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, and in my head, immediately my mind's like, no, there's an HHN announcement. And the next thing you know, um, another friend is like, we got an HHN announcement. I'm like, holy shit. And I am like, oh, only halfway through this meeting. So I'm just staying here. I'm just like, I'm like, is there going to be a break or something? I don't know. I just, I, I need to see what's going on. Um, and, uh, I, I think I should have known what was going on because I had, I have my little Beetlejuice, uh, anima- animatronic Halloween thing that sits on my desk, um, am- amongst many other paraphernalia that I have just like to make me happy while I work. Um, that, uh, Beetlejuice was officially announced as the first house of HHN 30. Um, I mean, uh, it, it was kind of officially, unofficially announced um, that the first one was a uh, puppet theater, but this is. But if you look at the site on the house and scare zone pages, which have been revamped, um, Beetlejuice is the only one that's there. Uh, so it's so exciting. They had a whole video with Beetlejuice himself <laughs> saying, um, "About time these losers gave me my own house," and I like yelled because, oh. It, if you didn't know, Beetlejuice is, has been at the top of my hype list. I just think um, it's a property that lends itself so well to a house. And it's something I think only Universal could do, much kind of like what um, Ghostbusters turned out last year. But I, I feel like um, they probably took the feedback from Ghostbusters and they're just going to make something really, really fantastic with Beetlejuice. So I'm super excited. I have a lot of Beetlejuice, like, diehard um, friends. So it's, it's going to be a party. It's nice to know that it's confirmed. We, we kind of knew because of the little last minute thing, which happened a week after I was in Orlando. Uh, so I was kind of, I was kind of pissed about that, that they just last minute were like, Hey, we have opening Beetlejuice for two days. And I was like, you know, I could have just like, my dumbass could have come down around Halloween, like stayed for that period of time. But instead, um, I went the weekend before, which is fine. Like I still got to experience um Bride and Tooth Fairy, who I do hope are coming back. Um, based on 
like you know the the little rumblings that we hear on occasion um those are coming back too and based on what the website is showing we are going to get 10 houses so that's basically kind of confirmed now um we're we're not like um redacting because that has happened before where they've gone from uh a bigger number and then went smaller which uh I I forget the reason why. Oh yeah, it was because they demolished one of the houses that year. Yikes. Um but which like so that nothing that drastic has happened. So I I, I doubt that'll happen again, but you never know. You never know. But yeah, I see ten five scare zones and then one show, which is I think is really exciting. Just because um we know um we're not getting back uh Academy of Villains, uh, thank God, uh, all things considered. I'm not going to go into that. If, if you don't know what that's about, uh, um, I'll probably find some way. Um, you can DM me and I can explain some of it. Um, it, it it's a lot, but it, there's good reason why Academy of Villains is not coming back, but who knows what's coming instead. Like, this is supposed to be, again, it's HHN 30, uh, we're supposed to be getting, like, the Terror Queen. We're supposed to be getting, like, a Carrie Ohio house, an Icon's house, an Icon Scare Zone, an Anniversary Scare Zone. So maybe we're going to get an Icon show. Who knows? I mean, I saw uh, James Keaton, who was kind of teasing us by, like, saying the best is yet to come. So maybe a return of Jack as kind of a, a central icon. Who knows? Who knows? And um, they are confirming, uh, in terms of tickets, they have confirmed that uh, the Premier Pass holders will be getting their one free ticket. So that's a thing. So that's one thing with tickets. But uh, it's so I'm so excited. It's so cool. And it's really cool that they're, they also even released some promo photos of the Beetlejuice house. Like, they had the video, which was just um, going down that long hallway and showing Beetlejuice um, at the end. But then they had some photos from inside the house. And, like, uh, it's just, uh, it's so hard to put into words. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I can't believe we're now in announcement season. So it's just uh, time to put on that uh, HHN alarm, which, I mean, we, we all should already have it. But if you haven't, put it on um, on Twitter so that you get notifications anytime they tweet. And um, yeah, HHN3 is happening, people. I'm so excited. Ah! But yeah, that's all I wanted to come on here with this little post-credits uh, scene here, you know. Let's talk about that. Um, but... Um, maybe there'll be a few more since um, potentially we could start getting some like bi-weekly announcements maybe like every two weeks. I don't know. I don't know, but I have we have a whole month of Marvel, so we're going to get back to that. But as always, um, keep it loyal and keep it royal.